Welcome to Time Traveling Team, the weekly podcast where we review every story of Doctor Who right from the very beginning. I'm Patty. And I'm Trisha. In today's Rambling the TARDIS, we take a look back at Jamie McCrimmon's time in the TARDIS. We'll be talking about his strengths and weaknesses, and picking out his best and worst episodes. We would also love to hear your thoughts on Jamie, so in order to join the discussion, you can check us out at Time Team, that's T-I-M-E-T-E-A-M-P, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can email us at timetravelingteam at teamproductions.com. So, before we start... I would very much like to thank the wonderful Trisha because it was my birthday a couple of weeks ago and she got me a cameo from Fraser Hines, which was great. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. I was sitting on that recording for weeks before your birthday came around. I kept being like, oh, I'll just give it to him now. I'll give it to him now. He'll love it. I'm like, no, yeah. stand firm. Wait until your birthday. Yeah. And I love all the comparisons that he made about me to Jamie, and I thought that was quite nice. Thank you very much. I, I was actually tempted to put that video on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but then I didn't know who'd want me to, so I didn't bother. <laughs> but as the great uh, Buzz McAllister once said, enough of this gooey show of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So the way these ramblings work is every time a significant character leaves the show, we take a look back on their time in the TARDIS and we reflect on as I mentioned, what are their strengths and weaknesses? And we do kind of a 3-2-1, sometimes a 2-1, sometimes a 4-3-2-1, whatever, of what we felt were their best and worst episodes or their best and worst outings, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, last week, we talked about Zoe. And today, it is the turn of Mr. Jamie McCrimmon. Yeah, this one was fucking tough. Like he's, It really was. <laughs> he's He's got a near doctor level of tenure on the, on this fucking show. Yeah, he's got like one, he's like, what, one episode short of being he's, yeah, he's one, he's, he's one story the, the short of Troughton. And I've actually kind of tried to take a look at about, I, a lot of people ask, who is the longest serving companion on a show? Mm. And there's varying levels of like doing, like, you know, like some people say that, oh, who has the most stories? Well, that mm. would be Amy from the current run, but the mm. stories are shorter. Who has the most years on the show? I think that's a top. I I can't quite I can't quite remember, but I think it's uh, Liz Sladen, hmm. followed very closely by Janet Fielding. I'm not entirely sure, yeah. but then who has the most episodes? At which point, hmm. it's probably Fraser. Yeah, it, it goes down to like how many how many years were they on the show versus yeah. how many stories did they do versus how many episodes, episodes. did they have? Yeah. And yeah, I think I, I think Jamie is probably one of the more I, unique I, companions in the sense yeah. that he had practically an entire Doctor's run to himself from yeah. a classic perspective. Now, from yeah. a New Who perspective, you have Rose who stayed longer than her first Doctor. Yeah, that's true. Rose had more episodes than her first Doctor did, which is mm-hmm. very rare. Mm-hmm. Um you, if you think about Liz, like Liz Layden as Sarah Jane, she had a large number of episodes, but I don't think she had more than John had in his entire day. No. So she does, she wouldn't fall into that bucket in the same way that uh, Billy Piper would as Rose. Um, but I think Jamie is definitely up there. I think whatever way you do it, you would say def- Jamie is definitely one of the longest running companions. Yeah. So uh, how about we start our discussion about him? Yeah, so the way we do this, and you know, we, we've changed it up a few times, but the way we're currently doing it is we do weaknesses first, then strengths, then we do worst 
performance outing episode. And then best. So we end on a high note. And yes. not ending on a downer like we did the first couple of times. So I have... I have two big things listed for weaknesses for Jamie. Okay. I'm going to do the second one first. Okay. Just the easiest one to explain. Jamie's kind of a sexist. (laughs) But the problem I have with Jamie's sexism, right, is there's kind of two sides to it. Because, well, there's three. Okay, so there's three things. One, I have kind of explained it away in the past. I've given him more of a pass than I've given other people. And we'll get to one of those other people next week. Um, but the thing with Jamie is that you have to consider two things. One, he is actually quite young. He's yeah. only in his teens, late teens, admittedly, but he's still in his teens during his run with the doctor. But the thing about Jamie is that Jamie, for the most part, with the exception of the war games, I think is the big exception. Jamie takes his lead on the sexism front from the guys that he's hanging around with. He does tend to double down on it, but I, because I have this, I have the same point about the sexism mm. is that he doubles down on it, double down, doubles, doubles down, down. doubles down on it when someone else senior to him says it, or, but he usually does it because he thinks it's funny. Yeah. Like, the examples I can think of where he's sort of influenced in his sexism by those around him. There's two big examples of it for me. I think there's a couple of smaller ones, whatever. But the first big example of it for me where he's, where the sexism itself is raised by somebody else and he doubles down on their behalf is with Ben in the moon base. And then with the brig in the invasion. Where the Brig makes a comment and Jamie agrees with it. Where Jamie kind of comes across with sexist by himself and he's reinforced by somebody else who'd be in the war games. Where yeah. he makes a comment and someone that he would consider senior to him, you know, a uh, more knowledgeable male figure supports his assessment. But in a much smarter way. Yeah. Uh, I actually feel like that last one wasn't funny. Is the no. thing. The other yeah. two was him trying to be funny. That yeah. last one wasn't funny. Or like there was the time uh, when Zoe was giving out about VR and she says like, you know, he's got some very peculiar uh, notions about women, you know, not helping out. And Jamie was like, mm. oh yeah. Uh, sounds, yeah. Like a, sounds like a nice fan. I forget about the time on the moon base, but that's because it's so, I'm so focused on Ben in that moment. Mm. That like it kind of overshadows Jamie's type thing. And Jamie's only knew at that stage yeah. that you do kind of yeah, it, again, it's just like the fact that it's like, Jesus Christ, Ben is saying this. Mm. Um, yeah, so like, I, I'm not a, I'm not a really a fan of that aspect of Jamie's character. Mm. What else do you not like about... I said I don't like it. The other weakness I think Jamie has is... And similar to what we said about Zoe last week, where some of her weaknesses did grow and develop over time and they formed part of her story arc I think this one also forms part of Jamie's story arc is that he is mistrustful of it's not that he's even mistrustful of technology he's mistrustful of intelligence do you know even sometimes with the doctor like you know the way he interacts with Zoe how uppity he gets with her for being intelligent and I was like 
what the fuck is that about? Yeah, it's because like, he wasn't like that with Ben and Polly. No, he he was he wasn't, and no, I don't know whether it's he doesn't like people acting superior to him because mm. Zoe was fairly. Oh yeah. At, at, in, in the wheel and space but that's but because, he became very antagonistic to her very early though yeah without I, her having done much of anything yeah exactly and it's no we i think did we make the point that maybe he was just in a fucking foul mood because the doctor was being a prick to him that is true because he was yeah so like his mistrust of intelligence i think for me that fades away the more um adventures he has because he starts losing the highland superstition as we talked about, you know, nothing is like, you know... Um, a big metal beastie. Yeah, not, nothing's a big metal beastie. Or looking through the monitor isn't having the same as second sight and, you know, stuff like that. Hmm. But it does kind of make him look a small bit, like, childish. Like, kind of, you know, as like when someone comes along, is a small bit more intelligent. And he kind of gets very, you know... Just narky. He gets very defensive. Yeah, and that's very, the one. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. And unnecessarily antagonistic. Yeah. Do you know? And like, so we didn't see it with Ben and Polly, probably because Ben and Polly, while they were both quite intelligent, they weren't anywhere near the Doctor's intelligence. But then no. we see with Zoe, Zoe would rival the Doctor mm-hmm. when it comes to intelligence, from what we see on the show. And he gets very defensive over that. I don't know if he's defending himself or if he's defending the Doctor. It's like... Mm-hmm. But see, the thing is, like, that the Doctor has, like, the only time I can think of someone becoming that defensive is if, you know, you're no longer the, the, the favourite toy. Like, you know, mm. kind of a Woody and Buzz scenario. Yeah. But it's like, the Doctor has never once shown that he would drop you with the fucking, or he'd drop you with the drop of a hat for someone of intelligence parable to his own. So, yeah, it's, I put that down, wheel and space down to the fact that the Doctor is just being a complete fucking prick. Yeah. And Jamie is lashing out. But that, again, you know, is, I suppose, a fair point to make in terms of a weakness is that he's, at times, maybe a small bit unnecessarily emotional, you know? Mm. Um, speaking of the Doctor being a prick, mm. the one weakness I have is that we only get to really see it once. Mm. And that's in Evil of the Daleks. There are a rake of times that Jamie should stand up to the Doctor. And he never does. Yeah, there's very much a hero worship sort of idolization yeah. going on there. And like, if we go back, like you know, again, comparing to earlier companions, Ian and Barbara never had a problem standing up against the Doctor. Edge of Destruction. I still love that bit in Edge of Destruction. Yeah, no, but like not even Edge. Like we we go into um, Aztecs. We go into, I suppose, Planet of the Giants. We go into... Oh, yeah, yeah. But I would yeah. just, you know, Edge is always my go-to one. Ed, Edge is your go-to, yeah. And absolutely, you know, because Edge is fantastic. But there are times like where, like, like, you know, fucking spoiler, like, but Evil the Alex is one of my picks for mm-hmm. best performance. And it's because of that thing where it's like, you know, if this is the way it's going to be, I'm out. Mm. And I really wanted to see more of that from Jamie going down because that was a such a huge progression in his character I really wanted to see more of that at times and there are times where he just kind of lets the doctor get away with being an asshole yeah no I, I'd agree with you on that one I think Jamie 
for all his bluster and for all his willingness to jump in. And we'll talk about that in a second when it comes to his strengths. The one person Jamie doesn't stand up for is Jamie. Yeah. Which is another way that you are like Jamie because you are also like that. (laughs) (laughs) I stand up for myself. No, you don't. In what way? (laughs) If this is about the times that you, you know, air quotes, bully me, for fuck's sake, I know that you're not bullying me. No, but you're you're very much a put everyone else first type of thing. Oh, right, and yeah, put Paddy last. Okay. And Jamie is very much the same. And there are times when that is not an appropriate or healthy reaction to have mm. for your own benefit. Okay. And I'm not you. going to go into Paddy's personal life, but yeah. there are moments where you do that. Okay, cool. Fair enough. And we have discussed that in the past. Yes, and you've hit me over that. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> cool. So, uh, any other things to discuss on the weakness part? No, that's it for me for weaknesses. Cool. So we now go on to the strengths of which, much like Zoe, this will be like a fucking hell of a lot of strengths. Yeah, I, I was I was staring to list them out and then I stopped because the thing that came into my head was trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient. What are, what are the rest of the Boy Scouts things? <laughs> Cheerful, um, thrifty, brave. Helpful ladies across the road. Clean and reverent. Is that it? The twelve, yeah, he's basically a boy scout. Yeah, I was. Like, we we said that we said that Ian was like a boy scout in some ways. Mm-hmm. Jamie is really like a boy scout though. Like the, the three of like I kind of joke about that. He's basically like going through all the things that you call a boy scout, um, which I only know those off by heart from a song by Julie Andrews. That's the point. Um, <laughs> but I think the three that I would categorize Jamie loyal brave and selfless and that last one is the one that for me is a strength that at times can be his weakness like we just said yeah um yeah like i've like i've got he's unwavering unwaveringly loyal to those that Mm. he cares about and he usually puts himself in the line of fire for them uh never wanted to back down from a challenge even one that he instigates (laughs) at times uh and especially when the odds aren't in his favor because he has decided not to make them in his favour. Looking at you, the Crotons. Uh, he's Again, he's just very honourable. Uh, he always seems to prefer a fair fight against people that aren't overly antagonistic. Yeah. Yeah, like like when it comes to out-and-out villains, oh, it's like, you know, like, fuck it, we'll do whatever. But when it comes to people that, you know, are just possibly misguided, it's no, it's, it's got to be a fair fight. And, like, like Zoe... It's his character growth from like the superstitious Highlander into like and a very astute tactician and just all like you know kind of all around good guy George of the Jungle type mm-hmm. your thing. It's again like War Games is one of the most like heartbreaking endings I've seen in the entirety of Who. I would agree with you on the heartbreaking. Ending. One thing I would say about the War Games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and spoiler alert for the next couple minutes. It's not on my list of best or worst episodes, right? I don't know if it's on yours, but not on mine. Um, One thing about the war games, and this goes into one of Jamie's strengths that I think he didn't pull out in this story, is we have seen Jamie in other stories, and particularly Web of Fear and The Invasion, where Jamie works very well. He slots very well into a military structure. Mm -hmm. 
and he developed very good relationships with people in that structure regardless of their rank. He got along very well with Colonel Lethbridge Stewart, later to be Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart. But he also got on very well with privates and what have you. Yeah. And like you said, he became a tactician. He was someone that people turned to for advice. If we go back to the Yeti, do you know, and all that kind of stuff. But in the war games, he let everyone else direct it more. Mm-hmm. As soon as Russell came along, he handed off to Russell. Yeah. And I, I don't like that. I'm. Jot would have been amazing. Mm. I'm just thinking about it. It would have been fantastic if Benton was in the web of fear. Benton, Jamie, the brig. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> I could have been bloody Driver Evans. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I've been kind of going over it there, like, kind of recently in my mind and stuff like that. And, yeah, like, I, th- I think Jamie is probably one of my... He's... He's definitely top. Yeah, he's definitely top six, but I don't know if like I, I kind of flit around between who's in the top five because mm. there, there, there's three people that are just always in the one two three podium. Mm. But then it's the next two. Then there's like a, there's only realistically but maybe three or four contenders from memory now that are in the positions for four and five, and he's one of them. Mm. And like, irregardless of like you know like. Despite his weaknesses, I regardless, despite his weaknesses, and despite the, even on the second round, a lot more stuff is highlighted in terms of the weaknesses. I still love watching Jamie's story from mm. the Highlanders up to the War Games. Yeah. Um. So, will we talk about the the low points of his stories and the high points? Yes, so the way we're going to do the low points and high points, or worst episodes, best episodes, worst moments, best moments, whatever way you want to do it, is, like I said, for worst, I have two. Mm-hmm. For best, I have three. Mm-hmm. And they kind of go bronze, silver, gold. So uh, for worst episodes, three is the least worst. Yeah. Two is the middle Worst and one oh, is the worst, worst. Worst. Yes, exactly. So, what do you have for your worst episode? So I've got um, for I'm three for the worst, and so in the least worst, it's the moon base. Mm. Middling worst, it's the invasion, and worst worst, it's the seeds, seeds of death. Okay, I have two of those. <laughs> okay, what do you got? In the least worst, I have the moon base. And in the worst, worst, because I only picked two, mm-hmm. I have the invasion. I cool. didn't include seeds. Okay. So the re- the reason I put in seeds is because I, I, I just usually go like, it's a top three. Because, mm. um, yeah, for anyone listening, this was an incredibly difficult list to fucking narrow down oh, on, yeah. on the high point side. Mm. Like, there are a lot of stories that should be in my top three and they didn't and i was like like they're they're in my like, obviously top 10 like the guy's got 20 stories hmm. i think there's one of mine that you're gonna be very surprised about possibly you, probably, you, you might be surprised with some of mine 
Who knows? So, will we do our discussion on the moon base and the invasion? Well, like, actually, no. What we'll do is, I'll discuss seeds first. Yeah. And then we can both discuss moon and invasion. The reason I've got seeds is that Jamie feels like a complete non-entity. Mm. Um, he takes a complete now. As we discussed uh, at the time, it was because Jamie was going through. Like Fraser was contemplating leaving the show, and then there was the guy trying to rewrite the script and trying to factor in the fact that Jamie was or Fraser was staying, but trying to make the script seem logical. And as a result, Jamie just doesn't have a large presence in it. He's as we talked last week about Zoe taking the lead in that story. He takes the following side of things. He. Uh, in the space shuttle, he's like, "But what? What's this? What's that? You know, why are we doing this, or where are we going with that?" So he's just kind of very in the background for it, mm. and so for that reason, I kind of uh, compared to the invasion and the moon base, where he has some good moments, but there's some bad stuff that overshines it. I just don't think there's a whole lot to kind of say about Jamie in the seeds. Quick. So I'll tell you why I didn't include seeds, right? Because you have okay. seeds in your worst. Right? Yes, yeah. I'll tell you why I didn't include Seeds. Okay. Uh, I agree with you, Jamie doesn't do a lot in Seeds, and we discussed that at the time, we discussed there's a very good reason for why that is. Yeah. To me, Jamie doesn't do anything bad in Seeds either. I don't have any issue with his questions in the shuttle, because I think they're all legitimate fucking I'm freaked out questions. And we discussed that at the time, do you know? Yeah. Um you know, the idea of being shot into space in a rocket is not something Jamie has intimate experience with, but he knows enough to know what happens if shit goes wrong and he can be floating in space. He's well aware of that. Um, so I don't, I didn't have anything really negative to say about Jamie's performance in Seeds, only that it wasn't as prominent. And for me, that's not really like there's other stories where he's not as prominent either. So I'm like, okay. Do you know, do you know why I find I settled on this? I went. I went back and I put down the massacre as a low point for uh, Hartnell mm. because of the fact that he's barely fucking in it. Mm. And I kind of when I'm doing the high points and the low points, I'm trying to just think of like the actual like t- remove all like, the other like background stuff that contributes to the script writing and why he's missing mm. for two episodes. And then the same with Jamie. It's like. I'm just trying to like imagine the story sans podcast where we discuss all the ins and outs and stuff. And it's like, I don't think it's a particularly strong showing from Jamie. Yeah. So that, that's why I would have I included it that way. But that, no, I think we can definitely dis, uh, discuss the moon base and the invasion because <laughs> there's not a whole lot of stuff there that was... <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think actually the biggest comparison I can actually make for why I didn't include seeds is actually why I included the moon base. So the moon base has a very similar um, background issue to seeds. Jamie wasn't meant to be in it. Hmm. Jamie, the character, was not meant to be staying on. He was meant to be a story-based companion who then just so happened to be stayed on. So they were trying to force him into that story. So he gets sidelined at the beginning and he only really becomes involved he has a lot of like weird it's a Pied Piper thing and whatever oh the, the Silver Piper of Cad McCrimmon yeah um, all that kind of stuff so on that it and Seeds are actually quite similar in the sense that he's very much a background character 
Now, I will take into account the reason I'm not calling out the whole Silver Piper thing as a negative. I'm just commenting that that's the only thing he was contributing. Is this is Jamie's like what second story? So if, if you, yeah, if you don't include the Highlanders, this is his second story on the ship. Yeah. So you know, a bit of the the Highland metal beastie stuff is still definitely in there. Like so, yeah, we'll, we'll call him some slack. But in so, a story plus where, is when he's concussed. He is concussed. <laughs> yeah. In a story where he contributes so little, mm-hmm. the one thing that stands out is him parroting Ben's sexism. Yeah. The only thing he does in that story, other than lie on a bed concussed, spouting nonsense, which I'll give him a pass for because that's that's fine, is he doubles down on Ben spouting nonsense. And I'm like, cool. and for me, if you compare that versus Seeds, I'm like, well, I have nothing to complain about with Seeds. He just wasn't in it enough. See, the reason I have the moon base kind of lower is like that... There's there's a, a section of it there where himself and Ben get into kind of an argument, and I think it riles Ben up. And it, it, I think I said that I think Moonbase is one of my least favorite performances for Ben as well because mm. of the um, the weird fucking almost pissing contest he gets into. Kind of weird flipping, like you know the way we were talking about Jamie and Zoe. Now it seems like mm. Ben and Ben and Jamie. Um, I, I see the thing is okay. While Jamie isn't overly present in that story due to reasons, at least there was stuff there we can talk about with him. Whereas with Seeds, there's really nothing. Mm. <laughs> I, I think, I can't remember what I, what I, what I said at the time. I think the, the argument with him and Ben, I think I slided with Ben in that argument. Um, because Jamie was sort of being like, oh, I want to help, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. can't cost you dope, you're going to get in the way. Yeah, and see, I think at the time it was like, you know, going, okay, like, I, I understand where Ben's coming from, but he doesn't need to fucking take his frustration with Jamie out on Polly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what it was. It was just fucking lashing out. And I was like, man, come on. You, you, you've you been doing this fucking enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, no, whether it's the fact that threats the Cybermen again or whatever, like, you know that you can't really say that shit to Polly. Like. Mm. Um, and then we have the invasion. Yes. So, for me, the reason why Invasion, which is because Invasion is a great story in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the first half a lot. Yeah. And he's partnered with the Doctor. But he doesn't really do anything. And he gets sidelined by a bullet to the ass. And that's after really kind of doubling down on the Briggs. Uh, and he has the fucking sexism thing. Yeah. You know, and you can kind of explain it away a bit in the moon base. He's concussed. He's been having arguments with Ben. Everyone's sort of tempers are riled or whatever. In the invasion, he thought it was funny. Yeah. Never mind the fact that we said he's fucking whipped like there's no tomorrow. Because the minute the girls went off, he went off with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but my thing with the invasion is... So much he was given so much screen time in the first half in comparison to Zoe, but he himself did very little in it. Except at the end get shot in the ass and be and double down on the brig sexism, which like I said, I, I kind of give a bit of a pass for the sexism thing overall because he's taking his lead from the yeah. older men around him. But that still doesn't make it okay. <laughs> 
Well, I, I also think this was a time like of when, you know, really should have called the doctor out and his fucking bullshit, like because oh yeah, like the the, um, the thing with the you know the rope ladder in the helicopter, it was like you always get this impression from the doctor was like, well, I'm too important to fucking take this death defying fucking stunt, but also, like okay, at this stage of the game, you know exactly what your lives are like. You know that there's a lot of fucking spooky shit out there. So the way he kind of dismisses Jamie's whole thing of like, oh, it was, a, it was clearly a, a trick of the light inside the crate. It was like, it's a fucking dark crate. How is it a trick of the light? If no light can get, get into the fucking thing. Um, so like that annoyed me, you know? Hmm. Uh, but I, but I, what really annoyed me is the fact that Jamie just didn't fucking, you know, grab him and just say, look, there's something in there. Yeah. I, I think Jamie should have stood up more for himself in that. And then he got shot in the ass, so he couldn't stand up. Or, or sit down, get the light on. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very hard picking a worst story for Jamie. Yeah. Do you know? Um, I think for me, it's the ones where he contributed the least and where I had something negative to say about him. That's kind of what I was looking for. Whereas the positive ones. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So the way we do the positive ones, again, is 3 two, one mm-hmm. silver, bronze, gold. So I'll give you my three. You pl- you place more value on a bronze medal than a silver medal. Yep. Yep. <laughs> bronze, silver, gold. <laughs> Paddy's going to like take that clip and yeah. just cherish it forever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, in the bronze three position mm-hmm. i have the faceless ones which is the one that i thought might surprise you a little bit yeah to be fair that is kind of surprising then i have enemy of the world mm-hmm. and then i have web of fear cool so i have in my bronze position enemy of the world mm. in my silver web of fear mm. and in my gold evil of the daleks mm. cool so how about i discuss faceless ones then we yep. do the other two and then you do evil last yeah so why did I go with the faceless ones? Um, the main reason why I went with the faceless ones is it's the first time we truly see Jamie in a modern setting. Hmm. And he does it so well. He's in a fucking airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he's doing the investigation. He's staking places out. He's making connections with people. He's stealing tickets from ladies' handbags. He's <laughs> wooing said lady and getting possibly his first kiss ever. Um, you know, it's a very good outing to show how Jamie performs when in a modern, quote unquote, setting. And I think the way he goes about it, whether he took that plane ticket and got on that plane by himself, just said, fuck it, I'm going, I think is brilliant and i think for that early in his run it definitely stood out for me as as a great performance by jamie yeah he has the metal beasties thing and what have you that's fine that's still where he is developmentally at that point but i think how he manages himself in a modern setting i thought was great and i suppose if you think about it it's probably one of the earlier stories where like he for a large portion of it, he is by himself. Mm-hmm. Out, like, like, granted, he teams with Samantha, but he's not with Ben or Polly for an extended period of time. Or the Doctor. 
or the doctor. He's with the doctor a bit more, but yeah. like he's not with the doctor that much. Yeah. And that's what I like about it is the fact that like he was kind of left by himself. And he made that connection with Samantha. He, you know, was doing all these things. And is it his best story? No. But I think it definitely deserves a look in. But see, this is this is the thing, though, that we kind of said is that like, it was very difficult to mm. just pick a top three. Yeah. My, the reason why I picked this over some of the other ones, because like, um, Evil of the Daleks was, was on my radar as well. Yeah. The reason why I picked this one is... If you were to take the three, two, one, and say, "Hey, only watch these three episodes," I would want the faceless ones to be in there. Do you know? Yeah. Um. And you know, with someone who has so many good stories like Jamie does, it really came down to you know, oh, I like all of them or whatever. It's like, okay, well, if I had to give you three stories to watch, mm-hmm. this would be one of them for me. Awesome. So then we have Enemy and Web of Fear. Yeah. We have both of those in the same order, right? So uh, Enemy is my number three and then Web Web. is my number two. So yeah, yeah, you're two and you're one. Yeah. So what do you think of Enemy? Like, I think Enemy, Jamie's whole thing with Enemy is summed up by his leaning against the pillar, arms crossed, cocksure swagger, after he's just fucking snuck snuck in to a highly secret compound for a global dictator. And just the, the way he kind of carries himself and it's like, wait there a minute, and then they kill it, it's a bomb, and it's just that sequence. Even if the rest, even if like, like that that sequence alone just sells Jamie in Enemy. It's fucking brilliant. Um, he's He plays the inside man so well. Excellent stuff. His concern for Victoria in the sense of like he doesn't really leave your man a whole lot of time to torture her because it's like, no, can't fucking deal with her getting hurt. Here's what you need to know. Um like he he was just great. Like and it, but again, it's like the fucking the intro when he comes into the fucking uh house mm. and it's just leaning against it. I I love it. It's just so good. It's really, really good. Yeah, I think Enemy of the World is really like Jamie McCrimmon's super spy. Yeah. And he does it so well. You know that, like, at some point he was, like, holed up in the TARDIS. I don't know whether he'd be reading them or watching them, but, like, you know, consuming Ian Fleming. Yeah. You know, James Bond or whatever, (laughs) you know? Um, Because he didn't learn that from the Doctor. The Doctor is very good, sort of, playing the part, but that was cool to a a crisp. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Uh, I completely agree with you 110%. I think, you know, even if you only watched that bit. <laughs> yeah, it's... And it's a fantastic story anyway. Um, it was the first five that we gave the Trouton era. Yeah, and it, it totally deserved it 110%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think what Jamie... And, and for me, this, this kind of goes in a progression, right? So what Jamie learned for me in the faceless one, how he interacted with people and built those connections and started blending in and whatever enemy takes it to that fucking, that next level. Hmm. Do you know he's confident in himself? You know? Uh, okay. So the new canon is Jamie yeah. gets, Jamie gets returned to the Highlands has a small bit of an inkling of what went on. 
the McCrimmons become the Crimmins, become the Connerys, Sean Connery, James Bond. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's after he runs across Scotland as if it's Ireland yeah, and this next turn. Uh, no, yeah, hops, hops, hops in a rowboat, rolls yeah. out of the big boat. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. Perfect. I like it. Are we on board with that new headcanon? Yep. Okay, perfect. There we go. It's the same how like somehow Carstairs and Lady Jennifer became Ian's parents. Like it, it just uh, works. Absolutely, yeah. Uh oh, these headcanons are amazing. Um so Web. Web. I think Web for me is my favourite Jamie story because it shows you can pair him up with absolutely anybody. And he will get the job done. And it has all of the things that make Jamie great. Loyal, brave, selfless, friendly. <laughs> Do you know, it yeah. has all of those things in spades. Is it the big sort of super spy Jamie? No. <laughs> Is it the military strategist Jamie? Not as much, you know, but... It has Jamie at his most Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's very I can't remember if I said anything negative about Jamie and Webb. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think the closest thing I would have said is the Jamie that Jamie and the Doctor left Victoria behind again. That that um, was But that's again yeah. more of a Doctor thing than a Jamie yeah. thing. Um I think just for me, like, Webb is just, like, it's also because we get to see him with the break. Yeah. And, and, just, and so like, good. again, to pick one pivotal moment from Webb to sell Jamie in it, it's him and the break holding the door against mm. the foam coming in. And, you know, this is more of a break thing, but break is like, get out for God's sake, man. And it's holding the door. And But Jamie and the break works so well together in that story. It, they're, it was, they're so good. It was I think. I think what makes it I think what makes Jamie really stand out in that story is if you compare Jamie to Evans. Mm-hmm. Evans who is in the military. Yeah. And who riles everyone up to no end. Whereas you have Jamie who can you know, he's constantly dragging Evans through, kind of going, What the fuck is wrong with you? But he can but he can still work with him, which is which is the thing, you know? You can pair him up with absolutely anybody and he'll get the job done. But this is the thing, like, in the sense of, like, again, prime example of companions holding the story without the Doctor. Yeah. Jamie is paired with, like, three different people in this story. Mm. And all, like, he, the pairings are great because if you've got the Brig and Jamie, that's a powerhouse. You've got uh, Driver Evans and Jamie and it's, like, you know, the, the odd couple type thing. And then like, you've got Jamie Victoria and you've got Jamie the Doctor and it just all works really, really well. And Do we have Jamie and the Sarge? Oh, Staff? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think him and Staff were together for an extended mm. period of time. But it's like the, the Evans thing just like it actually reminds me of a Monty Python sketch. It's like, you know, are you a pacifist? No, sir, I'm a coward. <laughs> and but you know, Webb is a, again it's a prime example of you can take a, a companion away from the Doctor, and his story is just as interesting as the Doctor's yeah. story, if not more. Mm. And 
like that's what it, like when people like some people they will say that classic can't hold a handle to new because of you know production or set whatever's so going forget forget all that the story yeah i think the one negative that i think you had in that story and i think i defended jamie on this was at the end when the doctor goes ape at jamie for getting him out of the machine Hmm. where the doctor kept screaming at jamie to stop and jamie was just so focused on him yeah and you're like oh but like the doctor told him to stop i was like well no, 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 no. I, I was like, I, I, I fucking gave out about the doctor in that. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't remember correctly. Yeah, because like, like, how the fuck is he supposed to know what your plan is if you never told him? He's yeah. your, he's your friend. Of course, he's going to try and save you. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, but again, that's where it's like quintessentially Jamie. Yeah, it didn't matter what the plan was or whatever. His friend was in trouble, and that's what was important. Yeah. And do then you, ever, you have... Go on. I was going to say, do you ever come away from like the ramblings and just want to go, you know, just fucking binge the best <laughs> stories as we've discussed? <laughs> like... Sometimes. Sometimes I come away from the ramblings. I'll be honest. We come away from the ramblings and we often refer to past, past companions when we're talking about the ramblings. Mm-hmm. So usually I come away from the ramblings and like, oh, we've just watched all of Jamie's stuff. But we've mentioned other people. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so my top pick was Evil of the Daleks for mm. an awful lot of reasons. Um, so it's the it's really the first pairing of the Doctor and Jamie by themselves. Yeah. Okay. And without Ben and Polly there to big brother, big sister him, they're not mm. it he's just from start to finish. He is fantastic throughout this story. Him getting up in the doctor's face about the doctor, the doctor's sinisterness of potentially teaming with the Daleks, and Jamie was like, "No, I'm not fucking having this." Like, you know, if like I want out, like, and he and he stands up to him. And that's what I miss so much about the later stories. Is like, where is that? Where is that fucking passion to stand up to him? The entire sequence of sneaking through the house, fighting Kemble saving him, teaming up with him to save Victoria. It's all great. And then going on to Scarrow, everything there together is fantastic. It's and then like when they kept cutting back for the doctor to explain about, you know, like, oh well, Jamie used this and this is a part of you the human part I was going, fuck it, forget all that. I go back to Jamie. Every single aspect was like words with Webb. I was like, okay, every single section of this I'm interested in. I'm interested in the Doctor and Anne. I'm interested in Jamie and whoever he's with. I'm interested to see where Victoria is, unfortunately, being fucking sequestered for the reason of the way that she's handled. Because, you know, I'm still holding out hope that there'll be a good moment for Victoria and her stories. Um, whereas with Evil, it's like, no, fuck it, forget it, just give me Jamie. I, want, I, I don't want breaks in Jamie's action. I think. For me, purely from a Jamie perspective, I completely get you. And I think Jamie's, I think that's probably definitely in the top. It might even be the four spot, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the reason why I didn't include it is a purely personal thing for me. I don't like it when people fight. I, I know, I know. You I don't, don't like it when friends fight. Yeah, I, I, I know you don't. I know you don't. Which, again, if we're talking about, like, this is going to be Jamie's best episodes, yeah, but I don't like seeing. Jamie and the Doctor fall out. Um, 
That's not to say it's not fantastic. Everything Paddy has said is 110% true. Um, Jamie is just, again, it's the key thing with Jamie is that Jamie can hold, and all of these stories that we have picked, they all show it. Jamie can hold his own. And particularly in Evil, it's Jamie can hold his own against putting quotation marks there mm-hmm. against the doctor yeah. at least in his own mind he was you yeah know. um but yeah no i think mr mccrimmon had a very had a, had a long run and he had some very very good stories he did and as i said like out of a run of 20 to narrow it down to three it was tough mm. it, it was very tough and like i would say that at least 60 percent of his stories they're all fantastic, like you know. Yeah, uh, the fact that that the ones that we weren't a fan of mm-hmm. were ones that Jamie wasn't in a lot. Yeah, or he didn't contribute much. There's very little that we're like, you know, like not to pick on him again, but I have to pick on him because otherwise it's not rambling. Mm-hmm. With Stephen, <laughs> yeah, there were the massacre, right? He was a blundering fucking idiot. Yeah. We don't have anything where we would describe Jamie like that. I don't think there's any story where I'd say, Jamie, what the fuck are you doing? No. There's no like, there's irritants at Jamie at minor moments, mm-hmm. which is fine. And there's irritated because there isn't enough Jamie. Yeah. There's never irritated at Jamie for the entire fucking thing. No, there's not. Which we've seen with some other companions. Yeah. Never seen. I think at this point in time, Jamie probably occupies the number five spot on my list of favorite companions of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Um, No, there's a number four and a number six who could very easily swap with him. Like in the sense of like, you know, number he could become number four, number six could be number five, and number five could be number six. But that's down the line. They're future-based companions. I have a couple of future companions who could swap places with him. Mm -hmm. But if we're going with companions we have experienced so far. Yeah. As in, through the podcast, he's yeah. in the three, three spot. Oh, yeah. No, Technically, I, he's in the two spot because the first two were kind of joined, but you know what I mean? He's in the no, three no, spot. No, no, no. I would like, but no, like, that's, I think that's one the one distinction that we helped make on the podcast was that Ian and Barbara, they're not just Ian and Barbara. There's Ian. Yeah. Or sorry, there's Barbara and there's and Ian. Ian. Yeah. So I, at this point in time, after, uh, because of the podcast, it for me it probably goes Barbara, Ian, Jamie. Yeah. I, I think it'd be very hard to separate, even though like I think Barbara is the top of of those. <laughs> of those <two. laughs> Shut up, you dirty bastard! <laughs> hey, it's not dirty; it's sexy imagination. You told me that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I do think they will always move around the rankings together, though. Yeah, do you know, no. I don't. I don't see. Even like in retrospect, I don't see Jamie. Going, I'm trying to phrase it now without it being dirty. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see Jamie arriving arriving to the number two spot um, when it comes to that. Okay. Um, Yeah. Without consent. I I, I, I was trying to come up with a a way, and everything I came up with, I was like, no, that's dirty. That's dirty. That's dirty. (laughs) Team After Dark. Which is kind of a misnomer because we record at night. <laughs> it's always deep after the dark. 
So, guys, uh, you listen to our, our uh, <laughs> as Billy Connolly would say, our inane dribble for the. <laughs> hey, but fucking people still love to listen to him. People love to listen to us. So, thank you very much. I actually like to take this time um, to again once you know thank all our listeners who've been with us for so long. We've seen a spike in our listens lately. So, for those of you that are new, welcome. For those of you that have been with us the whole time, thank you again for all your support. It's been a whole lot to us. Next week, we will be discussing the departure of the man himself, Patrick Troughton's second doctor. Mm-hmm. There will be an interesting discussion on that one in terms of, again, his weaknesses, his, strength, his strengths, his strengths, his low points, and his high points. Mm-hmm. So, tune in next week when we'll be talking second doctor. Bye. Bye.